morning. I have to be honest, I'm a little disappointed that uh, Brother Kevin didn't wear a shirt that he wore last night, this morning, because that, that was a nice shirt, real nice shirt. No, I, I appreciate everybody that come last night, we had a great time. Um, if you want to turn this morning to Luke chapter 6, we'll start our reading um, in verse 27. But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him that smite, smiteth thee on one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take away thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good unto them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. And, um, this verse of scripture this week just kind of struck with me, just loving like Christ loves. And um, I've been guilty of this myself. And um, the, the, the verses that stuck out to me the most is going to be verses 32 to 34, where it says, For if you love them which love you, what thank you? What, what thank have you? How does that benefit you? For sinners also love those that love them. The unsaved man, people that don't even know what true love is, even do that. So we ain't even making no headway or any ground until we start love. Christ loved us before we knew what love was. And we're not being Christ-like, you know. I've, I've grown up in church, and, you know, a lot of people, they, they love you and they treat you how they're supposed to, as long as you agree with them or do what they're doing or do what you they think you're supposed to be doing. But, in fact... True love and love of Christ is to love the, uh, love somebody when they don't agree with you and love th- love someone through their wrong, through what they don't know yet, maybe. So uh, I was just convicted this week of just those verses right there that, I mean, even the sinners, you know, the, the people that are out living in the world, even they do what we do. They love when someone loves them, you know. When someone does them good, they do them good. They love them then, but the moment, and you know, I'm a Baptist, so I can, I, I've grown up that way. I feel like, uh, you know, you see it a lot that we're very quick to love somebody when it's good, but a lot of times when it gets hard, you know, we tend to show our true colors, and we don't show true love like Christ loved us. And uh, I've been convicted this week in just that fact that, you know, even the sinners are doing that, loving somebody when it's easy, you know, so... Uh, I I pray this morning that, you know, we can love someone through the world. When you see somebody that don't necessarily do something like you think they should, you got to love them anyways. you got to love them through that. That's what Christ did to us before before I was saved, before I knew what real love was. Christ showed real love to me, 
and I'm commanded to do that to others. And uh, if you turn to John uh, 13, Verse 34, is Christ speaking. He says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. So right there is just the Lord telling us, you know, we're to love one another, and that's to show true love like he showed it, not how we see fit to show it. And uh, with that, that's all I got. Brother, Brother Chris Wilburn, could you? Good morning. Good morning. All right. Let's go to the Lord and word of prayer again. Uh, Mr. David Box, would you lead us in prayer? Amen. All right. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Who knows what we're talking about? Nobody good. All right. So we're, going to, we're doing the apostles. <laughs> uh, hey. hey, Hunter told me not to throw this at him, but I'm about to throw it at you. Don't say that. All right, good, very good. So we're talking about James, talking about James. And we did, go ahead, you say something? Oh, it's okay, sorry. And uh, we did talk about that. Let's read this first, and then we'll go into what we, what we covered last time. And we're almost done with James. Might finish this morning, probably not. Um, but we're getting real close. Mark chapter 1, look at verse 16. 
Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, who's he? Jesus. He saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Brother David, what does straightway mean? Immediately, right away, without delay. They forsook what they were doing, and they followed Jesus. And when he had gone a little farther thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee. That's the one we're talking about. Remember, there's a couple of Jameses. James, the son of Alphaeus. James, the brother of Jesus, who wrote the epistle of James a little bit further in the New Testament. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about James, the brother of John, the son of Zebedee. But he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. Now look over in Mark chapter 3, sorry, Mark chapter 3, verse 13. Mark chapter 3, verse 13. And he goeth up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. What was the purpose of the apostles? I've heard that a lot. Well, we're told exactly what it was. (laughs) We're told verbatim. He called these unto him. He ordained 12 that they should. And the following is why he called them. Now, why, why do we read this list of apostles every Sunday I'm up here? <laughs> to remember it. You remember before we started this, we passed out pieces of paper and asked you to name the 12 apostles. For some it went well. For some it didn't go so well. And so when we're done, I'm going to pass out a piece of paper again. We're going to see what you learned. So every Sunday... Regurgitating names of the apostles. So, Ray, they ain't no excuse. Every Sunday, every Sunday, we read it. That's why I'm doing it. Verse 16, and Simon, he surnamed Peter, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James. And he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder, which is what we've just talked about. And Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him. That's always there when Judas is mentioned in these lists. Something like that. And they went into a house. Okay. So as Brother Chris said, we were looking in Luke chapter 9 last time. So have your Bibles. And if you come to church, I hope you bring your Bible. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. Let's read this and do a quick review and then we'll move on. We do have a few things to talk about. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. What does that mean? He's going to die. He's going to be buried. 
He's going to be raised. He's going to ascend up into heaven. Time for his death. It's time for all that to take place. You know, when Jesus would do these miracles, and you remember when he would do some miracles? It, it amazed me. He would say, now this is Jay's, this is our current language. He would say, don't tell anybody. You remember that? When he raised uh, uh, Jairus' daughter, Peter, James, and John were there. He said, don't tell anybody what you've seen. I take that to mean they weren't even to tell the other disciples. Why? Why couldn't they? Okay, that's the answer. The time was not right. Now, what do you mean by that? What would have happened? Yeah. Yeah, and and the Jews, they couldn't take it. Now, a lot of times when you see that phrase, the Jews, it's talking about the Jewish leaders. Not every time at all. But a lot of times when you look at the New Testament and it talks about the Jews having indignation toward him and all this kind of stuff, a lot of times it's talking about the Jewish leaders. If they would have had exposed him for who he was too early, now we're all talking about something that, couldn't happen because it all had the, the plan of God, right? But if they would have exposed him too early, the Jewish leaders couldn't have took it. They would have sought to kill him before the time. There was an exact time. Yes, exactly. Now, um, I heard somebody the other day, well-meaning person. Um, uh, it was actually at, at jujitsu. <laughs> And we were talking about the Bible. And uh, a very well-meaning person, uh, they were, uh, some, some lady was talking about God's inner life and all that. And another one said, God's not going to let you do something that um, you know, you're not supposed to do. That kind of stuff just, <laughs> he'll put, he won't let it happen. She was like, he will put something in your way and will not let you do that. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Absolutely. He will for sure let you. You have the ability to mess yourself up. (laughs) And so do I. And not only do I have that ability, I do it. And I get ahead of God a lot. And I wish I hadn't. But I just want to bring that out. I I like to stop when we read. Because a lot of times we just pass by some stuff. Even when I said and he was... Going to Jerusalem, who is he? We have to understand these things for the context of the the scripture to make sense. And it's an important thing that verse 51 says, and it came to pass when the time was come. Now it's time. And now if you take here in Luke and go forward and you go to the corresponding accounts in the other gospels and look forward, things start happening. The Jews start looking to kill him. The Jews want to take him and kill him, and he passes through. Why? Wasn't time. So the time was come. That he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans 
We've already talked about the Samaritans. I cannot go back over that. I cannot. A mongrel race, but more than that, in my opinion, and that's all we ever hear about is the race, their religion. To the Jews, a mongrel religion. They couldn't stand them, and vice versa. Jews couldn't stand them either. Jews couldn't stand the Samaritans. Samaritans couldn't stand the Jews. But they went into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for, them, for him. And they did not receive them, receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? Now, who is Elias? Be careful. Elijah. Elijah. But he turned and rebuked them. And said, ye know not what manner of spirit ye are, for the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now, I don't have any examples to look up. Maybe you can look and find some if you choose to. It amazes me that he rebuked them. Because there were people that did, now, this is me now. There were people that did things worse he did not rebuke. And he was well in his right to do all of that. I'm just saying, it surprises me that he rebukes these, these guys for this. We actually see he is rebuking them. But why? Well, we talked about this. When they say he sent his people to the Samaritans to prepare for him, and they wouldn't receive him because he was going to Jerusalem. We've already talked about all that. What's the deal there? Anybody remember? It had to do with that, their religion. They believed you worshipped in Mount Gerizim. They knew uh, that uh, the Jews worshipped in Jerusalem. Jesus was going to Jerusalem. They weren't going to have anything to do with it, basically. That's a summation of what was going on. And so they rejected him. And so James and John says, Lord, let us call fire now from heaven and, and consume them. Kill, and kill them. Kill every one of them. As Elias did, as Elijah did. Now, we've already talked about that too. What is he talking about? Most everybody that I've heard before, um, not, not people I've read, just, just in talking, and even what I thought in my, in my own self, well, well, they'll go to Mount Carmel. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about that account that we looked at, Second Kings. I don't, I don't want to take time to look for the scripture where Ahaziah had gotten injured and was sending servants to inquire Beelzebub. We talked about what that was. And basically, they came to Elijah. Elijah said, let fire come down from heaven if I'm not a prophet of God. And it killed all of them, all 50. Ahaziah sent another 50. Same thing happened. He sent another 50. This time it says that captain was wiser than the other ones. And he begged Elijah not to kill him. And so Elijah went with them and delivered a message of doom uh, to Ahaziah himself. So that's what they're talking about. They're talking about that instance in the Bible that we read about where Elijah, um, I'm not even going to say what I was about to say because it's important not to get it confused, where, Eli where that happened in the life of Elijah. So they, re they refused Jesus and James and John got upset about it 
Is that wrong? Yeah, it, it reminds me of what we read in Scripture, be ye angry and sin not. I think it's perfectly fine. How do you feel when somebody rebukes Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Have you ever wanted to call fire down from heaven and kill them all? Because that's what these guys were doing. And 100%. That's what they meant. They weren't playing. This is not allegory. They wanted to do it. <laughs> I've said a lot. It's a good thing I'm not God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was coming after Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. So, not necessarily their zeal for the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Their zeal to defend the Lord. It was the way in which they wanted to do so. So they say, let's, let's call fire. Lord, let us. Let us call fire down from heaven that we may consume them as Elijah did. All right, what, what about that? Let us call fire down. Did they have the power to call fire down from heaven? Mm. I don't read anywhere where God gave them the authority to call fire down from heaven. So what's up with this? They wanted special power from Jesus to call fire down from heaven to kill a bunch of Samaritans. Now, out of those three, Jesus, James, and John, who had the power to call fire down from heaven? Jesus. If it would have been appropriate to do so, I think he would have done it. But it wasn't. And so they say, let us, let us call fire. They didn't have that power. They were asking Jesus to do something for them that was against his nature. Now, what about as Elias did? Is there anything there, you think? Because I don't even think they had that right. We read the account about Elijah, and I guess I probably should have read it before I asked you that question. The way Elijah, I don't think I've got it in my notes. Okay, yep. Okay, yeah, and then I do have it right here. So, yeah. So, listen, what, what's the difference here? Luke nine fifty four. when we're talking about James and John, here's what the Bible says. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did. Now, the account they're talking about, 2 Kings 2.10, here's what the Bible says. 
And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, If I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Is it the same thing or is it different? Yep. I'm going to hold off on that one second. Is there a difference here or not? Mm-hmm. Correct. But James and John say, let us do it. Wilt thou that we, we, we call fire down from heaven? They wanted to do it. Now, there may not be a difference. Maybe it's just a difference in the language. I don't know. But when I read in Second Kings, what Elijah said was, let. You might, maybe you take that as him calling it down. I don't. He said, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven. Who's he depending on to send the fire down? God. Elijah's not saying he's doing it. I don't think. You might think that, and that's fine. I don't think so. So you got James and John wanting this power for themselves so that they might kill all these people. Now, again, we talked about, you know, the last couple times, we can't even understand this type of mentality because we don't live in the Middle East. That place will never have peace until there's a false peace and then until Jesus reigns. That's it. So all these peace talks, I'm might as well get ready. It's of none effect. They've been cutting heads off over there for years and years and years, and they will continue to do so. They hate each other. And we can't, I hope you can't, <laughs> we can't understand that. I cannot. There is not a race of people that I hate and despise just because they're part of that race of people. And would like to see them dead. Now they do that over there. Look at the Palestinians and look at what's going on over there. Look at our own government. It's a separation of race over there. Races. You got the Palestinian people. You got the Israel people. Where they come from. These want these dead. These shouldn't. Even, they'll even say they shouldn't even exist. We can't understand that in America. I'm thankful we can't. But we can't. So James and John wanted this power themselves to be able to kill all these people. That's what it comes down to. Forget the fire. They wanted to be able to kill them because they had rebuked Jesus or refused Jesus. I don't see the same thing in Elijah. Elijah's ministry was different than the ministry of, I'm glad you said that segues into this. Elijah's ministry was different. Now, the goal, the, the, the plan of God, I understand, all through the Bible, weaved through is one, one plan. But people have different things. Things are handled differently at different times. We can't deny that. Um, you look at the time of the law. You look at the time before the flood. You look at sacrifices, and now we don't have to do sacrifices. Things are done differently at different times. 
Elijah had a different um, mission than Jesus had. What did Jesus say his mission was? I came, um, anybody? Not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. I came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was Jesus' mission. Different than Elijah's. So Jesus does rebuke them. And in verse 55, yep, this is Miss Piggy said. He says, but he, the Bible says, but he turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what, what manner of spirit ye are. For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. That just reminds me. Um, well, uh, hold on. I'll wait on that. Now, Jesus said, I came not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. But there's coming a day when that is different. There's an opportunity. There's a period of opportunity. Once that's over, and none of us know when that will be. Once that's over, it's, it's, it, that's it. There's no opportunity. Ecclesiastes 3 talks about, you know, the, these, there's coming a day uh, being a season for things. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to kill, a time to heal, a time to love, a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. So there's coming a day when Jesus is going to judge this and respond accordingly. That day is not, that, that day is not this day that we're talking about in the Bible. He says, I didn't, come to, I didn't come to destroy men's lives. I came to save them. So I think, I, I don't know if James and John got the message, but I think he's trying to teach them too that um, mercy and loving kindness, those are, those are virtues that need to be cultivated just as much as your fiery righteousness for the Lord. We need to cultivate mercy, cultivate grace. We've been shown grace. Why not show others grace? Somebody hurts your feelings. Who cares? In the big picture, who cares? Get over it. So, James and John. <laughs> now, what amazes me, go ahead. Yeah, well, do you think he called them that before this or after? <laughs> I've always figured after, but he called them Boanerges. We just read that in Mark. Now, that's when he called them. Now, that doesn't mean he started calling them that then. You might believe that. Fine, no problem. I think he started calling them after this. 
Yeah. Right. Well, was this, you think this was a, a positive or a negative thing in the life of James and John? Now, ultimately, if they learned the lesson, it was positive. But it was probably pretty embarrassing. So, when the Bible says he called them Boanerges, what do you think about that? When would he call them that? When they start acting like this. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Now, everything I've read points back to this, but that is a very good point. Maybe you think it may be a reference to Zebedee. Could be. Could be. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But if he's talking about this, this here, then, you know, you wonder, why would he ever bring that up again? It's embarrassing. Why would he ever bring that up again? Well, when they start acting like this, maybe it's a simple reminder. Hey, sons of thunder. (laughs) Remember? Remember the lesson. Calm down. (laughs) And they're reminded of that. Um, You know, these, these apostles we'll talk about, and they needed it. They had... They had the zeal. They had the fiery indignation. They had all that, um, just about every one of them, and they were going to need it. Um, But it's got to be cultivated, like we talked about in the life of Peter. That kind of stuff's got to be molded and made into something that Jesus and the Lord could actually use because in the flesh, it's harmful. Um, And like I said, just like us, just like us, we're no different, no different. Somebody hurts our feelings, we, we hang on to it forever. Who knows what we're affecting? You don't even know what you're affecting by being bitter. You don't even know. You will answer for that. It's okay. Let it go. It's hard. It is hard. It's not easy. Let it go. So what? another thing that amazes me is... There toward the end, after he rebukes them, you know not what manner of spirit you are. Verse 56 says, for the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Now, James and John's response to Jesus being refused was to kill them. What was Jesus' response? They went to another village. Let's go somewhere else. No need to kill all these people. We'll just go somewhere else. Um, at some point, I'm talking about, I'm way off. Um, listen to this. Acts chapter 5. I think we talked about this last time. And I've got the wrong verse. Hmm. Give me a second. Let's All right, I'm not going to take time to find it. It's not Acts 5, but I'll read this to you. I've got the right words, just not the right scripture reference. Listen to this. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. 
Now, this Philip is one that he's sent out. Now, in that, this is in Acts. This is after Jesus has died. He's been buried. He's rose again. He's ascended up into heaven. And now, the disciples, the apostles are spreading the gospel. Remember what Jesus said? But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Judea and in Samaria. And in Jerusalem and the uttermost parts of the earth. And so Philip goes down. He went down to the city of Samaria. We're talking about Samaritans in this calling fire down from heaven thing. This, this uh, passage. And it says, Philip preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which, which Philip spake. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many, taken with palsies and that were lame, were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Some of the same people that James and John wanted to consume with fire are saved and are in heaven today because of what I just read. Now, what if James and John had had their way? They'd be in hell today. They'd be in hell. They'd be in hell. So, you're telling me that the decisions of human people can have eternal consequences for other souls is that what i'm is that what i'm understanding here okay mm. yeah so what you do could affect somebody going to heaven or not ray what you do or say what i do or say you know what we need to start acting like it And, hey, I got convicted when I was putting this together, okay? (laughs) And that ain't in the notes. But if James and John had had their way, there would have been, I don't know how many, there would have been a multitude of people forever. Well, not forever, because I don't even like when people say that. In hell now, later in the lake of fire, and there forever. If they'd have had their way. They were so upset, they, they gave no thought to their souls. None. They just wanted, they, they thought they were right in defending Jesus. I mean, that story of Elijah was well known. It's obvious, they quoted it. Did I say, who did I just say? <laughs> I meant Elijah. I don't know who I said <laughs> <laughs> whatever I heard it back for some like two seconds later it didn't sound right that was well known Elijah didn't get rebuked surely they wouldn't be it's not the same it's not the same 
Elijah left it to God. James and John wanted the power for themselves so they could decide. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing we kind of talked about with these apostles, and then we'll we got to wrap up. They weren't perfect. If you can't seen that by now, I don't know how to make it any clearer because we started with Peter. They were not perfect. It took them a long time to get over these this hate and these prejudices toward different people, against the Gentiles, against Samaritans. It took them a long time, and it's amazing. Because I like to sit on my high horse and say, if I would have been around Jesus every day, it looks like I could have done better. I don't think I would have done any better. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. It's not our choice, like you said, right? And it's like Warren said at the beginning, talking about love, the love of Christ. Love like he did. He didn't kill these people. He just went to another village. He didn't get upset at somebody over nothing. So... We need to love like Jesus loved. That's what Warren said. That was good. Fits, fits good. Fits good. All right. So next, we can get near as far as I thought we would because Marshall. <laughs> next, we're going to talk about another time in these boys' lives when they got a little bit ahead and they wanted something. It caused a little, caused some problems, caused some disharmony. In the group. Okay? All right. Mr. Durrell, you want to dismiss us?